Hello, I'm Howard. No, I'm Howard. No, I really am Howard, and we're the Sticky Bun Boys. This week, it is Pastry Week, which is so very different from Pies and Tarts like a few weeks ago. To be fair, on Pies and Tarts Week, we didn't see any dicks. You are right, Spotted or Ginger. And if listeners haven't watched this episode, they're going to be picturing something very different in their heads. Well, if you didn't watch it, there are dicks, and you get to watch Mary eat a nun. Let's just get into it. Literally. No, not literally. <laughs> 
her massive crack. Christine had, <laughs> Christine had a massive crack. She said her husband's absolute favourite is his spotted dick. And he's the one who likes to make the kind of butt plugs. Exactly. Mm. I mean, she must have known what she was doing, but she brought me so much joy. Like, I was genuinely giggling at this episode, <laughs> just like the things she was saying. But also, we have to say, in the judging, it was perfection they mm. said because i was they were kind of it's almost like they were setting her up to be kind of this person that knew knew how to do it and bake these for years and then it'd be shit yeah. whereas actually it was perfect but and i yeah. like that she added ginger because often the spotted dick so a spotted dick for american listeners is kind of what is it mike what's a spotted dick it's like it's, it's not herpes <laughs> no basically it's when you've got like it's a bit like a christmas pudding or a clutty dumpling but it's kind of a bit more like fruit cakey vibes it's not quite as like dark it's a bit beige yeah. yeah a bit more beige not like kind of molasses not kind of dark sugary quite light but normally it's just, just like currants in a stodgy cake but i like that she put ginger in it because that kind of gives it a bit more of like a lightness almost yeah to the stodge do you like spotted dick i'll take any dick i can have to be <laughs> no i do like <laughs> spotted dick yes and i like it i like the fruity ones i do like a spotted dick but mainly because i want a mixing bowl worth of custard mm. to have like three mouthfuls of spotted dick yeah i want the custard only three mouthfuls <laughs> sorry sorry we, we've done quite well i think so far actually she also made a vanilla custard ice cream which is just vanilla ice cream because ice cream is based on custard but she went simple which is difficult and challenging and bake off because if you go simple it's got to be bang on and i think that's where howard sort of fell down sometimes because he went simple and it wasn't perfect yeah whereas christine like i say was bang on i love the idea of becca's she was doing the spring lamb and vegetable suet pudding so it was like almost like a steak pie but with a suet crust on the outside, that, oh, that sounded delicious to me. She was, because she essentially says she's like a farm girl. She likes big flavours, like really thick gravy. And this was very sophisticated. It looked all very clean and was mm. in the vegetables were just Imagine perfectly. a roast at Becca's house. Oh, I'd love it. It would just be so, you know, it'd be so good. Let's invite ourselves. We could text her. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Maybe we won't get to this little podcast. Actually, I think we, we've liked her this whole episode. We've loved her. We've been yeah. Becca Stans. Stans? Oh, I don't know if I liked you saying that. <laughs> 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 Who else did you like? I, considering actually suet puddings, not pastry, are not my favourite thing because it is quite a stodgy dessert. Mm. All of them did well and they all sounded quite nice. Francis did a fig roly-poly pudding with a honey ice cream and had a bit of goat's cheese and they kept on all like making this joke about the goat's cheese i really like a goat's cheese ice cream with honey i've never had one before oh, it's really really good i think good. of it as being almost savory tasting no because it's because it's very sweet it has i don't know i i really like it especially with nuts as well because she did the caramelized uh, walnuts is it kind of a little bit sour but it is but only a tiny bit it's more like it's more like the flavor like a tang yeah it comes through but really there's so much richness and sweetness in it that it kind of balances it but mm. yeah i loved that and i also did really like glenn's prune and armagnac pudding i love prunes and armagnac i was a bit confused by glenn so like he'd done the whole thing about like was it too much mixture in the tin it might explode that kind of stuff fine sure he unmolded it and then he sprinkled like icing sugar on top and then put it under the grill to try and melt the icing sugar but then obviously the icing sugar just burns because icing sugar is just kind of thin caster sugar with corn flour and corn flour will burn, not caramelize. Like, why wasn't he using caster sugar? But I didn't understand it anyway because he unmolded it and he had these tiny little bits that were had come out. You don't want to wreck like the, any kind of texture, like putting, even having a crunchy texture, like it's just going to make it tougher. It was really strange. I mean, he then did save it by making some gorgeous sugar work kind of spirals, which looked pristine and stunning. But I was like, what... What what, the, what this little breakdown that he was having was... I don't understand what was going on. Yeah. And his his did work out really well. They did mm. like it. They really enjoyed it. BB, did you watch the BB? 
remind me. They were talking about colluded dumplings. Oh yes, upon the Isle of Mull. I've been on the Isle upon of the Isle of Mull. Did you just... Upon the Isle of Mull, <laughs> <laughs> which is in the Western Isles of Scotland. Um, so where did they get their suet from? Oh, I didn't watch all of it. Maybe. So they they got suet from that because they they it's a crofting community. They get their suet from their from cattle. serial killers. They kill serial killers this, and they then kill they kill serial killers. <laughs> they 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 raise cattle and they took to use all of the cattle. They made suet from cattle because suet is like the bit around their organs. organs yeah. But then they they grated suet like they got they got out like the bits like you see on TikTok of decomposing bodies and they like grated them i don't see that on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> it was awful it was really nasty um but clutie dumplings is delicious the end technical then they were making eight religieux which is shoe buns on top of each other a, a big one on the bottom small one on top filled with creme pat and covered in ganache and piped whipped cream and they had two hours i mean they're essentially a profiterole they're just a big profiterole, a little profiterole. profiterole. yeah, yeah. The good thing- challenge though yeah, good challenge. The thing that I found really annoying is they often the judges have to try and talk about how difficult it is. Mm. And there's quite a few things in here are difficult. And then Paul at the end was like, oh, and the ganache. It's so hard to get that ganache. And then they actually both started talking about you literally melting some butter and some cream together and you dip them in. That is it. Yeah, I actually put butter in mine. What did I say? You said you're melting butter and cream together. And I meant cream and chocolate. But I think Alice does put butter in because it makes it shinier. Yeah, you can do it. Or you can put a, a squidge of glucose, but it's not difficult. Whatever no. it is, you're just melting the the cream and the chocolate together and just putting on top. Now I don't do it anymore. We have to heat the cream to steaming. I just put the, the, the cream and the chocolate in the microwave together and stir it. And exactly. I'll put it in a done. pan and do it. It's oh, fine. Yeah. So Sue said she'd never eaten a nun before. Mel said half an hour left of nun bun fun. They were having a lot of good fun with the nun nonsense, which <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed. I've got a question for you, Michael, because I can't remember this. Sue said something about who's going to have the dirtiest apron or something. Did we get a different apron before each challenge or not? No, we got a new one each day, not each challenge. So after the signature, if you were a mess, you had to put that same apron. Where did it go? We weren't wearing it the whole time for lunch. Well, we took them off for lunch. And then you had to remember where yours was. Or you had to look well, at you your stains. You just put it on a pile, didn't you? Yeah, but We all just ha- knew where our stuff was. Uh, I don't remember at all. Wow. <laughs> good chat, good chat. Um, I thought it was a good challenge. I enjoyed the shoe stuff. And like there was someone had the same ta- difficulty I had. I think it was Glenn where he panicked and just put all the egg in. And what, what he managed to do, which I didn't when I was in the tent, was realise what he'd done wrong. Whereas I was like, I'm following the recipe, I'm following the recipe. And it's the hardest thing with shoe because the recipe they give you is never going to be accurate. Because normally when it's a technical challenge, you don't know what the actual instructions are. You can work out the instructions from the ingredients. But shoe is the one exception because the ingredients will never be right because you never know how much egg to use. Yeah, because you just use the egg until it's needed. I did exactly the same thing. And I remember when we did shoe, I just had a total no, no. mind blank We as should well. probably make shoe together at some point just to redeem ourselves. Glenn in this one, the a- ASMR of heavy breathing. Glenn was like, there they was just a lot of that. on getting him heavy Shall breathing. we do a little bit? <sighs> but the thing is, no, you do it to do end- longer. I need to do longer. Alex really likes it. <sighs> Although it's not as bad as gulping tea. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more the fact that he would do it after the waves. I think they couldn't really cut it because it was as he was speaking, mm. he would always heavy breathe at the end. Uh, he also said, if it's too runny, it'll run out of every little hole. Ooh. Do you often find it that? It will. <laughs> um, and then Kim said she'll just keep going till it all spills out. <laughs> that's the best way. To, that's the best technique. Christine made not so great looking shoe. And then she started injecting from the side. Yes, I would have gone, I would inject from the bottom, I think. Always. The bottom is the best place to inject. And you hide the hole. <laughs> then, you, then you hide the hole by covering it up with chocolate. Yeah, in case your parents walk in. <laughs> oh, no, don't. Oh, bless them. I hope they're doing okay. In judging, I wrote down, Mary calls it creme put. 
<laughs> so halfway through she went oh they're crempets a bit, a bit loose so from now on it's called crempet we've got rhabarba and crempet crempet so sixth place was christine sixth place was francis fourth was kimberly third was glenn which surprised me um second was ruby and first was becca and i wrote yes lovely becca i felt like, like i was watching a football game i was so excited for her to win i was like wanted to punch the air i didn't because i was watching it on a train I was too scared. The showstopper then was three types of puff pastries. One type filled, one type piped, and one type however they wanted to make it. 12 of each, 36 total, four hours, simple. That is a lot. Siri, what's 36 times 6? 36 times 6 is 216. That's a lot of pastries in a tent. That is a lot. I mean, there's a lot of people in there, so it will feed them. My issue with this is I really, really don't like puff pastry. I love puff pastry even meal foie 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 <laughs> crumpet i love meal foie <laughs> my favorite meal foie has got crumpet in the middle <laughs> with rhabarba <laughs> do you know what a meal foie with rhabarba and crumpet would be lovely <laughs> from now on always and forever. shall we on a, on a patreon thing one day make rhabarba and crumpet meal foie <laughs> you can make it i'm not gonna eat it it's love i love making puff pastry i don't i don't mind making i don't like it i'm not much, i like your um tatatans tatatans but i don't like ones where it's like just lots of the pastry on its own like milfer milfer i like what, what he does with the milfer if you aren't listening callers his wrist goes extra limp so you kind of go his milfer like that i wrote down here there was a brilliant bit where glenn looked on the barrel of the camera and went anyone who has a life or a job or a family or friends doesn't do this very often and they jump cut straight to francis who goes i we actually really like this to be really getting into it really good and really enjoying this bit <laughs> i really enjoy it i find it very soothing i'm with francis oh, i quite like making it i just don't like eating it although i do like some of them ones like the portuguese custard tarts which is mm. kind of like it's not usually i love watching exactly. them being made as well like the bits just before they get into the oven Oh, I love that stuff. It yeah. It's fab. I just never want to eat it. You I just don't like the lines. it. And so who stood out for you? Um, I really, really liked Kimberly's. Mm-hmm. Just because I really liked the look of her pastry. Unfortunately, because there wasn't a lot of time to do, like, the colossal amount of work they were doing, mm. like, a lot of them didn't look very good at the end. A lot of them looked a bit messy and scruffy. And we weren't used to that from Kimberly. Kimberly's, everything's usually neat as a pin. Her flavours, pear, malt, and butterscotch milfoy, which sounds amazing. Yes. Blackberry and lemon verbena creme brulee custard tarts. And fig, orange, and thyme galettes. Yeah. All of those just sound phenomenal. I mean, actually, I'm salivating a bit. That sounds amazing. And as you were saying all those, I was mouthing them because I have written that down as well. Oh, so what I can did, tell you. Uh, well, let's do a little test. What did Christine do? Christine made Eccles cakes, which I love. She also made fresh fruit baskets and lemon eaten mess meal fleur. What's, how did you make it eaten mess? Did she have meringue in there? I think she must have put meringue into the into the cream in between the layers or something. Yes, yeah, that's one of those things where they'd say it and then they've got no time but to show they everything. Said, Meals aren't great with fresh fruit. When I was like, but they are. Everyone always puts fresh raspberries in there. I found that because Mary usually likes the more traditional things. And yeah. traditionally, I thought it kind of did have I thought it. it was like a Chantilly cream and raspberries. Yeah. Maybe a creme pat. I don't know. I thought they looked amazing. Christine said, when you get to this stage, you have to finish things off properly. Oh, just this stage. You finish things off properly all the time. Yeah. Glenn made apple and marzipan tartlets, chocolate elephant ears, and passion fruit milfre. Milfre. He also did inverted puff, and I still—I do- know we spoke about this last season. I still don't understand. No, but he answered it because now we—I well, mean—we don't still understand. No, but I he- said the butter always ends up on the outside, and he went, "Oh, somehow it doesn't." Well, yeah, because he answered it in the way that he said, 
it's I think just by working it, essentially the butter probably that outside bit after it's gone on inside some bits, it just kind of disappears and becomes part of the pastry. No, because butter will still be the, on the outside. So the no, pastry, but... like if the butter starts on the outside, it will always be on the outside. But if it just gets rubbed, rolled into the pastry, but then you're not getting layers; you're just getting a buttery pastry, which then, is what happened. Which is what happened. That's that's the, I think that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. So I, don't do it, guys. I, I, don't, I just I just don't understand it. But it's the flavor sounded delicious, but like it didn't puff. It was just like a really flat kind of biscuity vibe. And it was Glenn's was very very messy. I just don't like it though, like when it's obviously wrong and not happened and not worked. They kept calling it awful and horrible and ugly. Yeah. And I was like, these words aren't helping anybody. That's the thing. And I, also, we can see it. You don't have to really go in that hard yeah. because it's obvious that it's all crumbling. Like when he was making his milk food, it just looked a mess. Yeah. Like you don't need to tell someone. Yeah. He's not looking at it going, smash that. <laughs> Can't wait to make it to the final. <laughs> like that's, I didn't know what I mean. I thought Becca's also were gorgeous. So she made nectarine and frangipan. Chocolate and hazelnut volivants, which I thought was a genius idea, Very and good. strawberries and cream milk frill. Look, look at you. Very nice. She said when she was making things, she said it's really tight, but it's worked so far. She Story had, of your life. <laughs> actually is. Uh, she had such a good rise. Yes, but when she was making her milk work, she didn't put the... Um... So when you're making milk work, you, you put... You, you you roll out your pastry, you sprinkle it with icing sugar, and then you whack a tray on top of it so that it doesn't rise too much. Whereas hers were just like an inch thick slabs. She docked it. So she did dock it to try and I stop it. Pardon, but <laughs> Alex smirked at that straight away. <laughs> to try and stop it a little bit, but it didn't. Yeah. What, do you mean no, but... what do you mean she docked it? Just smash it down at the end? No, she got a fork and put loads of holes all the way through oh, it. Oh, sure. But her other ones, though, not the middle foot, like the volivants and things, like you want to have a really high rise on those. And they mm. did look brilliant. They looked stunning. Um, Francis... Biggest theme of the of the week. What did she make? She made cream horns. Uh, she made sheet music milfeu and bass clef pamiers. They were called framboise cream horns, which I think is a raspberry. It just means raspberry, yeah. Hers were, on the judging, it was very, very good. Both looks, textures, flavours, everything. Ruby made raspberry and passion fruit milfeu, apple lattice. I love the way you let me do this. And Portuguese custard tarts. They were a bit untidy, but all tasted delicious, I think. Yep. I wrote down at the end of this, it was a tale of two halves this week. The signature was really, really easy. And the showstopper was just like a monster. Like they were all silent and busy and stressed. And it was the first time this season, I think we've all seen them kind of shut down yep. into the little areas. And once again, I just think this group, they just smashed it. They're so, so good. Glenn literally smashed his meal for you before you put it on the, t- on the table. Um, so winner <laughs> was Francis. And leaving as part of the Week 7 Elite was Glenn. I was... actually dated my old boss. Oh, this was Glenn dated your old boss. Yeah. I remember you saying that, actually. Yeah. I was so happy. And well, that... the, the, he let <laughs> know that Francis got Star Baker. Yeah. Hasn't she had one already, though, I think? No, she hasn't. That was the first one. Oh, her first one. I'm rooting yeah. for Ruby to get some more. And Kimberly. Not that I don't like Francis, but I just love them, too. I like Francis most. So we now know another week seven eliminee, that elite club of bakers who didn't quite make it. You mean the iconic group of entertainers who make the show and carry the mediocrity of their fellow contestants? Well, that's another way of looking at it. Right, (laughs) on to this week's taste test. This week comes from Kay, who says they like to eat crisps dipped in milk. I mean, she's not going to be invited around here, but should she go to jail? (laughs) 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right, let's get down to it. No funny business. Not even taking me for a drink yet, David. I mean it. We're here to advertise our OnlyFans, where you can get loads of extra exclusive content such as outtakes, interviews, recipes, ad-free episodes, behind-the-scenes tea, and loads more. I like this forceful version of you, David. For the price of a box of cereal a month, you can get all of that. Plus, you'll be helping us keep the podcast going each and every week. Yes, it's unfortunate that creating a podcast isn't free, isn't it? Just head over to patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys to join us. I mean, you've definitely got to the point, but I can't help feel this ad hasn't been particularly fun for anyone needs must michael immediate sog yeah I it agree. is immediate sog you want um, your christmas go sog in your mouth not before they get to your i mouth. don't want to know they have to be crunchy in my mouth then gulped before they he's a very wet girl when you chew them you don't just you don't just put it in your I, mouth no, and like, like <sighs> gone like i don't want them to sog in my mouth i don't want any sog in my mouth for clarity i don't really like crisps so i'm definitely not gonna like crisps dipped in milk i didn't know you didn't like crisps i like tortilla chips oh grow up <laughs> I like, I like Doritos. I just don't really like crisps. <laughs> That's a crisp. Grow up, have a potato. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where that came from? I, I think oh. it was. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Full circle. We've been doing this for like a year and a half. <laughs> I have no idea what we're talking about anymore. Do you know what? We haven't got a disaster of the week. Uh, let's do one from Alex. Put in the sting. Disaster of the week. Ah! I've recently been on tour. Uh, I've been away for a couple of weeks. Little brag. Uh, small brag. <laughs> but um, small non-brag. Uh, the first day... After I got a van out, because I'm a van guy now, I put a massive dent in the a back of the van. Van guy with his missus. <laughs> van guy, missus, <laughs> wife. <laughs> I put a big old dent in the back of the van. Oh, it's And everyone for? called me Dent for the next week. Oh, Grace Dent, Susie Dent. <laughs> Can we call Susie you Dent. Susie Dent? <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will um, have my dictionary ready. <laughs> oh dear. But undisaster of the week. No, was it your that, van? 
it, uh, it was a van that I hired out <gasps> in my name. Oh God! On disaster of the week, they never realised. Really? They never, they never called me out on it. Got away with it. Oh. But still, you know, not a great week. No I would in. simply have a breakdown. I just didn't do anything. Well, it was sort of a breakdown because there was a dent. That wasn't that funny. Um, <laughs> and I've got the microphone back now, so you don't have any more comebacks, I was Alex. once driving home from something in Southampton with my best friend Olivia in the car. And I drove, and I did one of those dickhead speed cameras that's just behind the 30 mile an hour sign. So you're, you're, you're coming down to 30, you're just not at 30. And they flashed it, and she, she just looked at me with like sad eyes and went... We were having such a nice time and now it's all over. And I was like, damn right it is. <laughs> and for the next hour, I just shouted and raved and wept the entire way. Did up. you actually get one of the things? Because they don't always send I out the I had to go things. to speed awareness course. And I was, like, I was aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was getting to, I hadn't got to the destination. I can literally just imagine you on the course now, just still shouting. I was furious. Right, we've had a uh, That was a good disaster of the week, <clears throat> Susie. Well done, Susie Dent. Um, <laughs> okay, the first email is from Gabriel. And Gabriel says, the Hello, angel. sticky bum boys. Love you both and love the podcast. I'm writing to ask you for your help resolving a dispute my boyfriend and I are having. Fair warning, it's a tad explicit. Oh, well, I don't think we can talk about it on this podcast no. then. No. Um, <laughs> so if any children are listening that want to pay attention to this bit. <laughs> no, I don't think so, children. <laughs> that's, that's what we say every Why week. are there children listening to this podcast? They better not be. Quite. you told them it was family friendly last week. <laughs> <laughs> it is family friendly there's lots of different types of family it's for your dogs and cats it's for your chosen family exactly and um, quite often when i have an erection as i'm oh, getting okay. dressed right. sorry <laughs> i wasn't expecting us to go here <laughs> it's a spotted dick week oh, um, true. quite often when i have an erection as i'm getting dressed i'll point my penis sorry, up. when i have one as i like as like it happens but like how does it happen every but like, sometimes people I'm not often getting dressed with an erection. Oh, I am, because I often get dressed straight from bed. Don't brush my teeth. Get straight out of the door. Run. <laughs> <laughs> That's obviously what Gabriel does. Quite often when I'm... I'm tr- I haven't tried to read this three times. Quite often when I have an erection Stop as I'm getting dressed... quite often when I have an erection. <laughs> I'll point my penis up as my underwear goes on. So the head is up toward my ha- waistline. <laughs> nearly said hairline. <laughs> <laughs> well, the same direction. My boyfriend often teases me, saying the standard direction is to point the penis either straight down sideways or down the leg can you boys please weigh in it was like 12 o'clock three o'clock <laughs> five o'clock or six o'clock if you've got an erection pointing it straight down is going to be quite uncomfortable yes, i wouldn't do straight down especially if you're going to then put a pair of tight jeans or something straight on oh sue's got a lot to say this week hasn't sue's she? got a lot to say <laughs> know your place <laughs> I would say there's not a standard thing. You do whatever you want, but maybe like I can imagine the best is probably just tilting slightly to the side. I think you're looking at two to five p.m. Yes, exactly. That's what I would say. Probably two to five p.m. But PM whatever PM. floats your boat. Well, I'll tell you what floats his boat because he says, "P.S. Michael, not that you're a fashion icon. Oh, I learned it. to knit recently and picked the colours for my first sweater sweater based on a jumper you posted on Instagram a while back." Would love to know where you get your clothes from. Well, actually, I can tell you, Gabriel. He goes into public swimming pools and he steals clothes from the changing rooms. <laughs> um, also, I didn't just post it. I think I was in the jumper. Just for clarity. <laughs> I just, just post it. <laughs> He's just taking vintage. He just posts his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Need some content. <laughs> Mine generally are from people that I see on nights out that I don't take it off them. Wait, you just <laughs> steal their clothes? I wasn't far wrong then. Uh, no, I look at them and I'm like, oh, I like that. Where's the top from? And they say, I got him from Grinder. Joke, funny. No, I say, where's your top from? And they'll say, oh, Zara or ASOS or Nike. And I'll go, oh, cool. And then I'll nick that. 
I'm a thiever. You do like a lot of colour. You're quite. You're. You're not I'm a boring colour, aren't I? Yeah, but you don't do boring things. I'm a block colour top, plain bottom. I remember on Bake Off because we didn't meet first in a couple of weeks. No. I remember hearing that you liked triangles before I'd even properly spoken to you. Yeah, I do love a triangle. We spoke about this on the podcast before. I don't think so. So triangles are what I use for my anxiety. So like, it's a weird like grounding technique. It's just to draw a triangle. Um, I think I once learned they were a strong symbol or something like doodling or do you do it on your clothes like with your I finger i doodle it or I, I i draw it on my so i have my thumb and i draw it on my forefinger oh yeah so i kind of use my thumb and i do it on my forefinger or i'll hold my wrist and draw it on my wrist and then during bake-off obviously i was very anxious at all times and sandy it was, used to be a running joke she'd come over to look at my recipes and she'd know how bad it was going from the number of triangles that would be scribbled all over it and then one day she came along when i was having a hard time but didn't have a spare hand to draw, to draw triangles and she just stood next to me and just drew triangles on my little recipe sheet Aww. what does it say me? about me that i'm doing it now on my it's wrist it's really soothing isn't it well also i'm very anxious i've been thinking <laughs> about getting a tattoo of a little triangle on my right on my left wrist do that's it where I'd do that but then my concern about it is that it'll never be like exactly pointing the right way. Like I don't know if it's gonna be twelve o'clock, two o'clock, five o'clock, or six. <laughs> you, you need to write into a podcast. Right. Uh, next question is from Casey. This is one of the quick ones because it's from um, Instagram. What's the most embarrassing thing someone you've ever done on Bake Off? Someone slash you've ever done on Bake Off? Quick answer. The way I prove my dough is I t- check my dough is proofed. Is I put my two fingers into it. And it looked like I was fingering, fingering a vagina and it went viral. So that was the most That's embarrassing, embarrassing thing I did. Mine that never got onto the show was the fact that I ran out, ran out for a wee at one point and came back. With a wee down your apron. Yeah, and the producer <laughs> noted, I didn't even notice that. What's that, David? Uh, it's just wee. And because I'm too honest, I just told them. Anyway, Jack wrote in and said, another quick one, who'd win in the bake-off out of Paul and Prue? Prue. I mean, they would both be going for week one elimination, I think. No, I think Prue would manage with a bit more time. If it was not, but she's not very good at baking. This is this is the thing about Prue. She's like brilliant she's for flavors and things. So she's more of a cook. Mm. So I think if she, if it was one of the weeks where it was more kind of like pies and pastries, then she'd be better. But I don't think either. Actually, no. Well. Prue uh, ignored me the other week. So Paul, I think Mary. Um, <laughs> on to is it rude twos? Is it rude to <laughs> tell someone no when they ask if you want to hold their baby? Ah. Ooh. If I I don't think it is, but it will come across as quite rude. I think would it see I think if a friend said to me, Don't hold my baby, I'd be like, Oh no, thank you. But they're very cute. <laughs> <laughs> I was offended when you just did that. Then. Or maybe I'd be like because I often do want to hold a baby. But if I, but if I'm nervous about it, maybe I maybe what I would say actually is, Oh, I wouldn't know how to, but aren't they oh look at the like that kind of thing. I don't like it when someone hands you their baby and then it just starts crying because it's looked to you. So I, yeah. I find it more rude that they just force their when baby. When you have your you. baby, I will, I will hold it. I will not say no. <laughs> I take it and then face it back to the to the parents. As you, so hand, then, it, so as you hand it back again. No, no, it's just so it's looking at them so it doesn't cry as much. Sure. I don't think it's rude either way, but what is it, rude is people touching um, mothers' tummies. Oh yes. Or parents' tummies. Not always mothers, but like yeah, don't like that. That is good. Right. Is it rude to take your shoes off on public transport? Yes. Really? Even if your feet aren't smelly? Yeah. You but, do this all the time, don't you? No, but if I was going to put, if I was sitting on the train with those seats that are kind of facing each other, I was going to put my feet on the seats. No. I would take my shoes off. For I was that. once on a plane with someone who took his shoes and socks off. I do that every single plane journey. David, no. Not always socks, but every plane journey I take my shoes off. No way am I keeping my shoes on. It's like... Yeah. It's like being at Jail. home and keeping your shoes on. The, no. It's like going to bed with your shoes on. You're sleeping. And that is the last episode of this podcast we will ever do. Thank you so much for listening. It's been great. Good night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, you're the Chief Justice. No. And I no. don't. I keep my shoes on all the time. I Look keep them me. on. Look People at... People used I... to wear suits on planes, David. 
they did. Yeah, and look at the people from the past. They're bigots and horrible people. Look at me in the eyes and receive this. You've heard that before. No. Stop it. No. I didn't even say that. What I said is I keep my shoes on all the time. I never take them off ever. Sorry, Mr. Chief Justice. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Next one. Is it rude to... Be on the phone while at a shop checkout. Oh. I think it's rude, but I I do it a lot. See, what I will do, I normally have them on my AirPods. Um, It's going all right. Um, And I'll say... Oh, so sorry. Just, uh, just, just at the checkout, and then I will have a conversation to prove that I am not on the phone. If that makes sense. I often do it even when the self-checkout person comes over to try and like, because you've tried. Oh, to... I thought you meant to be when the self-checkout person's like, please remove the last item from the bagging area, and you're like, I'm so sorry, I'm on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, the phone go away. Right, next one. Is it rude to re-gift something you don't like? You've definitely done that before. Yeah, I don't get many gifts, but I would definitely do. I don't think it's rude. But I don't think it's rude. Though. I think that's a good thing to do. It's not wasting. I would probably just sell it on my Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, don't re-gift it back to the same person. But the, the danger is it can make its way back. You have to be very careful about which circles you use. I mean, just wait. All the cookbooks that different bakers give me, uh, they, they just go to charge shops and they've got my name. It's like, to David. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoy baking from Michael. Oh, I kept yours. I, kept, I actually, I've kept yours. I've kept Elena's. I've kept all of them. I Even kept... the kids' ones from you, because I quite like your kids' ones. I've kept them, not given them out. My issue is it's not that I don't like the books. I just think I know if I'm not going to use something, I would rather someone use it. Yeah. I had someone who was obsessed with Kim Joy. Mm. Absolutely obsessed with Kim Joy. So I quite liked the fact that when Kim Joy gave me her book, which was beautiful, I just crossed my name out and put their name. And then they were really happy because they'd got a book from <laughs> oh, Kim has Joy. has she changed her Instagram handle, by the way, to just Kim Joy? Has she just like got the title Kim Joy? I don't know. It used to be Kim Joy's Kitchen, but now it's just Kim Joy. <sighs> Well done, Kim Jong. So yeah, so yes, it is rude. Just sell it. It is rude. Is it rude to <laughs> ask someone's name after you've known them for four months? This one sounds very specific. Saying four months, who is this? <laughs> I don't know. Um, it it is, but also, I, I think it's okay to say this. There's people that I work with that I have known for nearly twenty months. I can't tell you their name. Do you know what though? You realize is it Al- Al- Alice. <laughs> Al- Al- it begins with an Al. I'm just not sure how it ends. But you know, Susie, actually, <laughs> you know, you, you realise you don't actually need to know someone's name. Like you can actually ha- know someone for a long time and not actually know their name. Well, my new game, my new thing is, is when I introduce somebody new, I'll be like, I don't know their, know their name. Please like introduce yourself and say what's yours at the end of it. Yeah. So they can be like, oh, I'm, I'm David. What's my name's David. What's yours? Or I go and ask everyone in the team what the person's name is. And then none of them know the name either. And I'm like, well, it's great. <laughs> But I don't think it's rude. I think it's probably unfortunate. Uh, yes, uh, that's correct, actually. I will. I accept that plea. <laughs> that judgment. Um, it is no longer rude. It is simply unfortunate. No, we're not finishing yet. Oh. Michael just did the finishing motion. We can't finish yet because... <laughs> Imagine what the finishing motion is. <laughs> before Christmas... <laughs> Before Christmas, we were recording this podcast we were. and I brought around a gift and I was going to bring it up because quite rudely, I got a letter through the post with Michael's name on yes. to my address. I was going to ask this question because Talk it says about... your address, which is one... Fa- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about, is it rude to you? It's definitely rude. I get really excited about posts. So when it came, I was like, Michael? They've also spelt my surname wrong. Well, they obviously don't know you that well. Racist. Anyway, someone sent this to Michael to my address. I brought it all the way up to Michael's house to do the podcast. I then didn't tell Michael because I thought oh, I'll surprise him and I put it on the sofa next to me but then I forgot it so we finished the whole podcast and then about a week later I remembered Michael hadn't found it it had gone down the back of his sofa so he had to do a lot of rummaging I Michael have to rummage he's used to rummaging though down a slit and he found it sorry for using that word so here is your package open it op- it's very securely fastened 
You know what's in it? Well, it went in the proper post office post, so you have to make sure it's secure that someone steals it. I wonder if there's a letter, though. Oh, hi, Michael. Here's, here's a wee wooden spawn from me. <laughs> Who do you think it is? They they are really rare, but thought you would like one. Big hugs, Nikki. Great British Bake Off 2023. Oh! I love the way she said <laughs> Where she I know was who from, she is. as if we'd have forgotten. As soon as she said spawn, I knew. So the very like, last one. Like... Can you listeners? Can you remember Nikki with the ridiculously strong Scottish accent? She was delightful. Oh, and she's tied up with like wee wooden, like not wooden string, but like you know, like the old like parcel string. Is it from the Isle of Mull? <laughs> Did she get? Was it around the faggot? Oh my god, I'm so excited! Did you get one of these as well? No, my. Did she not give you one? I didn't get a gift. That's why I was so annoyed. There was just a present for you. <laughs> oh look! Oh. It's just a spoon. No, but it's like it's like a rounded spoon. Like you know how a spoon's like concave on one end. That does look interesting. I mean, that's a lot thinner than oh. um, Christine's butt plug. Oh. It looks a lot more comfortable. It's got a flared bottom. That's genuinely made my day. That has. So, what is a spun used for? Because I know I I knew a spurtle. Is it a spurtle the one that spurtle the one you do porridge with? It's just a stick. I feel like I don't know exactly what it's used for, but we've used it for baking and for for things like that at home. We had one in the house. We always tended to use that. She basically sent it to you because you're Scottish. If I was Scottish, I would have got one. So I don't, I don't know, like the the history of the spawn. We we'll always had one in the in the house, and it's like a good stirrer. We'll ask Lizzie to do a BB on it. Uh, she did a, a BB on Spotted Dick. She did. Oh, Nikki, that's really sweet, and I really like the little thing. Thank you, Nikki. Oh, I did love her actually. She was one of my favourites this year. We'll have to tell her to listen this week because she probably doesn't listen. <laughs> She's probably been tuning in since before Christmas, being like, "Why is he so rude?" <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. Love you. Right, we're getting down to the business end of this series, and next week is the quarter final. There is such a strong group of bakers left, and next week Christine won't be able to rely on her husband's favourite spotted dick. You never know. We don't know the challenges. She could pull it out again and squeeze it into a showstopper. <laughs> we definitely should have squeezed a spotted dick into our showstoppers. I think I did in one of mine, but it wasn't caught on camera. <laughs> okay, enough of this dick chat. Please send in your thoughts on Christine's spotted dick and anything else that is on your mind. Well, not everything else on your mind, but questions, dating stories, baking queries, etc. You can send those into stickybunboys at gmail.com or at stickybunboys on our social media. We've now told everyone this over 70 times, so I can imagine our listeners must know by now. Except they're still not doing it. And we'll keep on telling them. We will do. Keep them sticky, one and all. Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. We're very professional, David. In one breath. <laughs> We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.